It's Monday, February 13th. You're listening to WXXI News. I'm Beth Adams. One in three home buyers in the Finger Lakes region paid cash last year. That's a 6% increase from the year before, and it mirrors a national trend. The Greater Rochester Association of Realtors tracks home sales. The group's president, Mike O'Connor, says cash sales are significantly higher in the city of Rochester, particularly in neighborhoods where home prices are the lowest. Those are often the most attractive for buyers looking to convert properties to rentals. These out-of-state corporations come in and buy up properties, and uh, unfortunately, those properties are removed from the market. Not only are there fewer homes than at lower price points, there are fewer buyers. Records show people relying on FHA loans, those typically uh, with lower credit scores and incomes, are getting squeezed out of the market. Their ranks have dropped by half over the past five years. The re-election campaign of Monroe County Executive Adam Bellow apparently is off to a strong start. WXXI's Randy Gorman reports. The chief fundraiser for Bellow, a Democrat seeking his second term, said recently the Bellow campaign raised $400,000 at their first event last Thursday. That's almost as much as Bellow spent on his entire first-term campaign. The news comes in a recent story from our colleagues at City Magazine, which said the information about the fundraiser came in a Facebook post from Mark Sewick, who chairs the Finance Committee for Bellow's re-election effort. The amount of money raised cannot be confirmed until Bellow files mandatory financial disclosure reports in the coming months. But the amount of money suggests that Bellow is preparing a deep war chest for his run for a second term. Bellow is expected to face a challenge from Republican Marcusini, who announced his candidacy for county executive last month. Randy Gorman, WXXI News. This Valentine's Day, there may be more at stake than a romantic overture in that heart-shaped box of chocolate. A recent report found that the popular sweet might be laced with more than just sugar. WXXI's Jasmine Singer has the details. This past December, Consumer Reports shocked dark chocolate lovers with its report stating that lurking within their favorite treat may be cadmium and lead, heavy metals that are toxic to humans at specific concentrations. According to the report, of the 28 chocolate bars measured, cadmium and lead were found in all of them, although the amounts did vary. Findings like these can be frightening for consumers, especially considering that consistent and high exposure to heavy metals can cause immune system suppression, kidney damage, and developmental problems in young children. But some are dubious, citing that people have been eating chocolate without any complications for eons. Is it possible that some are overreacting to the headlines? Jennifer Posey, the owner of South Wedge's artisan chocolate shop Hedonist, thinks so. When the report first came out, she said she had her own moment of concern. But Posey says she's confident that the French factory where her primary chocolate is sourced has been carrying out good stewardship practices for many decades. That, along with her additional research into the issue, was enough for her to no longer worry. I think we should take everything into consideration and make sure that whoever it is that you're working with is on it and they're paying attention to 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 everything. But for Posey, whose 15-year-old business has become a mainstay for South Wedge residents, the report resulted in mainstream overreactions. You should always be on your game, but it's not going to go away and it's always been here. She's referring to cadmium and lead, and she's right that it's nothing new. Cadmium in cocoa beans is derived from the soil traveling to the beans by way of the cocoa tree. Lead contamination happens when harvested wet beans become exposed to dust and soil during drying and transport. 
But Johns Hopkins medicine toxicologist Andrew Stolbach told NPR that maximum allowable dose levels are purposefully set to be very conservative and that enjoying chocolate in moderate amounts is totally fine. Though the hullabaloo instigated by the report was focused on chocolate, cadmium and lead are found in many other products, according to Dr. B. Page Lawrence, the chair of the Department of Environmental Medicine at the University of Rochester Medical Center. There's small amounts of cadmium and arsenic and other metals that we get exposed to a lot of times through the foods that we eat. In part, she says, those metals are naturally in the water and ground that the foods grow in and are part of the farming practices used in the area. Other foods that run the risk of containing heavy metals include fish, leafy green vegetables, and unfiltered water. According to Lawrence, one of the reasons the alarm bells have been ringing relates to the fact that our technology is rapidly improving. Our ability to detect those minute amounts have gotten a lot better. Even so, there are ways to ensure that we are ingesting the smallest amounts possible, both on personal and policy levels. Last August, a report was released by the National Confectioners Association, along with As You Sew, a nonprofit promoting social corporate responsibility, revealing ways cadmium and lead can be reduced in chocolate. The three-year investigation was funded through a settlement reached between As You Sew and members of the confectionery industry. The settlement created criteria for appropriate concentration levels. If levels of lead or cadmium surpass the agreed-upon standards, warning labels will be required. The National Confectioners Association says that they have adhered to the requirements. One industry shift that can ensure lead levels remain low is to reduce the contact between wet cocoa beans and soil during drying and fermentation. As for cadmium, blending cocoa beans that have both lower and higher amounts would result in overall lower levels of the toxin. As for Lawrence, she's confident that moderate chocolate consumption is nothing to worry about. I'm not a big chocolate eater, but were I presented with chocolate on Valentine's Day, I would happily eat it. Jasmine Singer, WXXI News. You can find more local news on our website, wxxinews.org.